Welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. Yes, this, this is our number two. Yes, this is. Yeah, this, this is, is really exciting. Really yeah, it feels really good. My name is Ellie Herringshaw. And I'm Mark Herringshaw, father and... Daughter. Daughter. I, that, that was a hand gesture. Yes. So you're supposed to... Yeah, okay. That, you, that's You've been good. on radio, Dad. You should, you know, you well, should hand know gestures, this, right? Hand gestures, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just giving you a hard time. So... um yeah, in our first uh, our first jaunt together on this, uh, you told your story about your life, uh, this beautiful little Cinderella life that you had. That the illusion was was broken, and you realized um, that um, the marriage that had been so precious to you was really built on a deception. Yep, that's right. And uh, your marriage ended uh, with a discovery that uh, your ex-husband had been unfaithful to you for for some time, actually the whole extent of your marriage. And then you shared about going from there and that pain and going into the pain and going back to the places, into the experiences that you were associating with that broken relationship. And instead of just curling up and letting those pieces of your life, uh, letting them, um, in essence, be stolen from you, you proactively have gone to reclaim them, go back in with friends, community, and there you meet Jesus and allow him to recreate that place for you. Yeah, that was yeah. a beautiful description. Yeah. Kind of fun to like hear someone else Somebody say else. it. Yeah. I really like that. I like that because I've been I've been sharing it a lot and and I'm glad that it's a it's a principle, it's a thing that is understandable to people. Well, and, and that's why we're doing this podcast. Right, exactly. And in your blog, which is, which is also framing this up, there's, you know, uh, what you've gone through is a common experience. Your reaction to this, however, I've got to say, I mean, even though I'm your, I'm your father, is uncommon. You've, you've chosen to take the hurt and the brokenness and to proactively move into it. Um not just process the pain um, internally and privately. Um, you haven't denied it, um, but you actually have been been aggressive in a very positive way, in what I'd say a biblical way, to really let God meet you in those places, in those experiences, and do what he does. He's a redeeming, reclaiming, redemptive God. And yeah, yeah it's been... It's been um, it's been a journey for us too. Yeah, yeah, and that's what time. that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about, you know, I shared like, like you had mentioned. I I shared my story last time, and um, and anyone who has walked through a divorce, I, I mean, you you walk through it with people, and I walked through it with my family and with um, and with friends, and I want to hear what is your how did you perceive this? How, how yeah. did it affect you? Yeah. Because this man was somebody in our family and yeah. he was a, he was a covenant part of our family. Um, we have a, a pretty close family where we're, um, I, I think I have the best family in the world. No, I know that I have the best family in the world and he was a part of that. And, um, I would like to hear from your, from your perspective, yeah, you know, there's there's no um, things like this are just not private. I mean, it, it the ripples 
go out and affect so many people. There's a, there was a picture on our wall. We have a, a kind of a family wall of photos in one of our hallways. And um, there was just a precious, precious picture there for, for many years of your wedding day. And I was getting ready at that point to walk you down the aisle. And the, the, I, you know, you described that day as, as this beautiful, perfect wedding. And it was, I mean, there was, there was all of the people that you guys loved and the people that were celebrating it with you. And I think for everybody there, it was, it was a beautiful sense of, of what a wedding is supposed to depict. Now what your marriage became was not that, but the wedding itself, because it really reflects this whole meaning of life. You look at the last page of the Bible and it's a wedding. And so every wedding reflects God's reason for creating. Right. Right. And so we get these little snapshot experiences in our life that remind us of eternity. And a wedding is one of those. And that was that picture that hung on our wall. uh, The, the sense I was having at that moment was, wow, this is beautiful and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I would not want to be anywhere else in in any way uh, other than what it is. And then we went through that day and it was beautiful. And, and yet to find out on the other side that that was not what we thought, any of us thought. Yeah. I think my first reaction when, when we learned this, um, my first reaction was um, an incredible confusion at my own inability to perceive. Like, how could I not see this? How could I not have protected my daughter? And, and so I felt ashamed. I felt fooled. I felt naive. And, um, and so for me, it was this, this disorientation between how I had seen things that were really personified in that picture and then the reality of it. And I think it was, that's what similar to what mm-hmm. you described in our last podcast, it was this disjointed uh, reality is not what it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I, I mean, I think, you know, your mother had um, similar feelings. I, we, we really um, worked through our own forgiveness. We knew we couldn't go to bitterness. We dare not go there. And so very early on, we really we worked. And it's that. It's like working to allow the grace of God to extend grace into that situation, into that man. Yeah, how did that, how did that look for you? Well, f- for me, it was, um, I, was um, I was angry. Um, and I was deeply disappointed. I was, I was disappointed in myself. I was also disappointed in him, of course, but the, at least initially what was heartbreaking was the, um, realizing that he was compromising his destiny. I I felt like I really saw who he was supposed to be. And, and that was actually, I mean, I actually wrote a letter about that to him and really pleaded with him to rise to the, the, the higher 
purpose that he had in his life and not to yield to a compromise identity. Um, but that didn't very much the way your initial response was believing that God was going to restore your marriage. I really believed that too. I believed that, that, that he was going to respond to that higher call. And when that didn't happen, I think there were months of adjusting to, um, oh my goodness, this is really happening. And all my daughter, my beautiful daughter, her marriage is evaporating underneath her. Yeah. And when you came back to live with us and then to see literally, I mean, you were, you were living in the basement and it was like being in the basement. Yeah. I called it the hole. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I think, and I, I think everybody in the family felt this way. I'll only speak for myself mm-hmm. today. Cause that's, you can pull them in here for another one if you want, but I wanted this to get over in a hurry. I wanted your healing to just go and to fast forward and for this, okay, I, I, let's just, let's get, let's get over it. Let's get through it. Let's get moving, get on with the rest of life. Yeah. Let's not and, waste any more time. Right. Exactly. And, and, and believing God can heal quickly. He does that sometimes in amazing ways, yep. accelerates healing. When we pray for the sick, we've seen people healed, yep. you know? And so the, my prayer and my hope, and actually what I would say is my expectation was that this would get over quickly for you. Mm. Well, it drug on, it drug on the, the very legal aspect drug on for all kinds of things you couldn't control. Right. And so what, as long as that was being sort of dragged along this, uh, it, I think watching you actually go deeper, deeper into the disillusionment yeah. and the despair that came from that was very helpless, very yeah. hard to watch and realize I can't fix this. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the the divorce process wasn't quite as long as a lot of people's. We I, did, I don't have children, but we did own a home, and there was a lot of lack of response on his end, um, which is the case for a lot of divorces. So it's not an uncommon thing here, but yeah, and that the in in it being slow was also disillusioning for me too because I was thinking, well, okay, so he. He actually didn't want to be married. Now, does he not not want a divorce? <laughs> you know, why why can't he yeah. be responsive? Right. Well, and and it all I think it felt it all felt out of everybody's hands, which it is. I mean, I think people listening to this will identify. All of us go through things that we can't seem to control. We can't seem to make better. We can't hurry it up. We want to. And I, as your father and, and in, the, in the times we prayed for you and, and believed that there was going to be uh, both an acceleration of the practical solution, like just, let's just get over this, mm-hmm. but also for, for you to get over the woundedness and the injury of it so you could get on with, your, with a beautiful life. Right. Um, so uh, it all seemed to be in slow motion. I think for mm-hmm. that 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 year it was like everybody was living this and, and, and with you, the people who loved you, your friends, your family, it felt slow motion. It felt like, why can't this be over? 
and um, I, I think God probably felt the same way. I, I don't think mm. he was, he wasn't the one engineering the delay. There's just a lot of things somebody said, you know, God's not so much in control as he's in charge. That, that things happen and people make choices and we live in a world where stuff happens and not everything that happens in the world is exactly the way God originally intends them. Hmm. But he always works in response to that. So I think in the delay was, was the inspiration for you and watching you do this to go into the reclaiming mode. You went into this... Um, proactive when you were at your very bottom pit of helplessness you became proactive you found a way to act in faith Mm -hmm. when you didn't feel like it you didn't feel God's redemptive hand but you stepped into that and slowly little by little one little check off of your spreadsheet at a time you know one restaurant one concert one record album you're listening to one movie at a time you begin to to take steps of faith and um and and that was watching that happen it started giving me glimpses of your redemption hmm. um and again i i prayed that it would happen faster i believed in healing of your soul that it could be instant. Yeah. The reality was there seemed to be this time lag of a progressive reclaiming, a progressive restoration. Mm-hmm. And and you were, you know, you were proactive to go to to counselor and process these things and then coming out of that to go do a reclaiming event. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so for so so much for me was a time issue. I wanted this to be over in a hurry. Well, I I felt that from the family too. You did. I did. I felt. Did I you feel a pressure? I mean, sometimes it was a pressure. I think sometimes yeah. it sometimes yeah, it, it was. was. And um, you know, we're we are we are we are a believing family, and we right. believe that God heals and that He restores. And and so there really was the belief. Yes, absolutely, God can heal instantly. And. Yeah. And I believed that, but I also knew that because of this relational brokenness, if God would have taken it and said, poof, you're all better. I mean, not that he does that, not that he goes poof, but yeah, I, I know, I know what you're saying in that, like there's this needed a relational healing, not just not just like a feeling better. This needed, I need to have relationship with other people moving on. Like yeah. I need to be able to trust maybe a, a future mate. Some, you know, if I get married mm-hmm. again, I need to be able to do that. I need to be able to talk about my marriage in um, my, my former marriage in a way that is restorative. And, and I needed to learn forgiveness and I yeah, it's you know what? It's coming even clearer as you're saying that. It wasn't about just taking away the pain, mm-hmm. like sort of whitewashing the pain away. God could do that. Yeah. He actually wanted to rebuild your life. 
he wanted to reclaim um, the things that were embedded in all of the aspects of your former marriage. Yep. So those needed to get reconstructed and there was multiple, you needed multiple healings. In yes. That sense, right. Yes. So it isn't like, it wasn't just that, that I think we prayed for, Oh God, just heal Ellie's pain. And, and I, it's not that God didn't want to do that. It's that it wasn't about healing your pain. It was about healing all of the individual aspects. And it took you going to 57 places or however many were on your spreadsheet. You needed 57 different healings. Yes, I agree. And and it was because associated to those were relational aspects, um, 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 abilities to trust, I think all the things that are connected to those places, the ability identity. to celebrate identity. Yep. And yep. so you needed, you needed multiple healings and in each one, God met you there and did that healing. But yep. then next week you needed another one. Yep. And sometimes, sometimes the feeling would be, it, it wouldn't happen right away. Right. Lag it time. would, there would be a lag time for sure. But, um, there's definitely a lag time in this kind of healing. And, and I, like, like I had mentioned the, a bit of the pressure. I had, I had felt that pressure to kind of, to move on, not necessarily to like, Oh, go find someone, but to, but to feel better, to, um, to let go a little bit more. And I, I had said sometimes, you know, would you say that to somebody who lost their husband? Would you say that to a widow to say like, Oh, okay. And it's time to move on. That would be, that would be unacceptable. Right. And, and I have, I have talked to some people who've lost people and, and kind of felt the same pressure, but, um, but I think it's a little bit different in betrayal sometimes. It's a different grief, but, um, some ways it's worse. Yeah. It's, 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 it's grief coupled with a lot of other things that you experienced. So, well, the, the, um, the journey, I think, for the family was the light going on for us was watching your healing unfold. It was an unfolding of things that God was involved in it all the way along, and he was actually doing it. But we mm-hmm. were watching it. What felt to us like slow motion mm-hmm. was actually the instantaneous healing that we were praying for. It's just instantaneous over a period of months. Right. But it still wasn't linear. No. It's still, the, the um, my emotions were still not linear. I mean, in October, I was still, you know, I was I was like, by, by the time the, the divorce was final, it was over a year after I discovered the affair. And I was, I mean, I was still yeah. depressed. I mean, I could barely eat at that time. I yeah. mean, there's there's cycles through through grief that people go through that, Yep. It's all over the place sometimes. Yep. Yeah, it's not linear. It's uh and and I I my experience in well, my own grief cycles and but then watching other people when counseling and ministering to people through that is that it's it's like that. It's kind of that way the rest of our life. The cycles change and and they they shrink in their intensity as time goes on, but they're still there. Yeah. Um and your strategy to go into it with reclaiming is um, is not sitting passively and just 
like letting it happen. You, you use the story to help explain to us the family once when you were talking about the woman mm-hmm. who um, Jesus, uh, Jesus heals the woman who had been hemorrhaging. <clears throat> we're going to do a whole podcast on just that yeah, woman. It's, it's worth it because amazing. She, she was the one who was an outcast because of her unclean state. Yeah. But she proactively acted to go get Jesus. Yep. She 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 pushes, in essence, her uncleanness upon him. And um, so your um your faith became active in these acts of reclaiming, the acts of redemption. Yeah. You didn't do the reclaiming in that sense. You put yourself in a place where you could be reclaimed. Yeah. I was actually, I was writing a blog post and I can't remember which one it was, but, but, and I, you're, you're an author. We should have mentioned that. You're an author and you're a pastor and you've, you've, you've been a, you've been on the radio, but I often have you, um, proof my blogs. And, um, and in one of my blogs, you had said, you had, you had kind of made a little comment saying, um, say something about how Jesus is the one who actually does the healing. And I, and of course I know that, but there was the, you know, of course I need to, I need to specify that, that I am not the one healing myself and I am not the one by stepping back into a place or listening to music that I'm, I'm not healing myself. I am, I'm positioning myself in, in a way that says, okay, Lord, heal me <laughs> right stepping into right. it and um and reaching out for that healing um and then Jesus delivers it right and um and i mean all throughout the gospels people are people are positioning themselves in different ways to ask for it P- other people are sending yes. sick people to Jesus i mean there's so many different ways that that looks what how that looks for different people and then, the, and then Jesus's response to those people is also yep. different. So he yeah. says, go do this thing or, or he heals them on the spot or, you know, I mean, in, in, in the case of the bleeding woman, she reaches out and she touches him and then she gets instantly healed. And then Jesus said, who touches, who touched me? So it's not even that he says, you know, in like later on or something. I mean, it just looks different for each person. And this is what healing looks like for me. This is what healing you know, I was, I was reaching out for healing and his way of doing that was to reclaim me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to you, redeem I, a place. And, and I, you put yourself in a position to be touched. You reached out to touch, to put yourself in a position where he could do that. And, um, and that's what, going into those places, going back to those locations, going through that same experience that had meant one thing at one point in your life and now meant something else because it had a it had a crack in it. Every one of those experiences was now cracked because mm. the relationship was cracked. Yeah. By going back into it, back to those places, you positioned yourself for God to um, reconfigure your life in relation to that place or experience. Hmm. That's exactly it. And, and it was a step of faith to do it. Right. And uh, it's a, it's what the spiritual disciplines are. I think, you know, the, the disciplines of, of, um, 
you know, study the disciplines of fasting, the disciplines of Sabbath. Those are um, disciplines we put ourselves in to a place. It's not our work that does it, mm-hmm. but we're putting ourselves in a place where grace is more accessible to us. Like we, we're emptying our hands so we could hold mm-hmm. on to it more. And um, so to watch you go through that and to, to begin to get signs of hope as we saw th- those redemptive events happening in you, I think sometimes we, uh, sometimes we felt more hope than you did about mm. them. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and we were like, okay, we wanted that to then hurry you to the next step. And sometimes it took you longer. I think your own emotions lagged Mm -hmm. behind the steps of faith. So you were, you were ahead of yourself by doing these, these bold, courageous steps of reclaiming. And I would say that to, to anybody starting this exercise of, of doing your own reclaiming, your emotions may well lag behind step out and keep going in the discipline of this because you're mm-hmm. putting yourself in a disciplined way into a place where God can do what he's promised to do. I think we felt the hope ahead of you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but we um, we came to a place, I think, your mom and I, at least I think I, I, we could, I could speak to that, where we knew it was happening. We knew hmm. that your recovery, your restoration was beginning, and we could hold in our faith that your life was going to be other than it is. So we begin to have faith for you that, um, and believe it. And, and I, I think that was, that was an instant for us, but it, there was a certain point in watching these experiences unfold. And we were a part of some of them. Yeah. You know, yeah, you were. That, um, that we were finding hope in that for you, hmm. uh, which was all we wanted. I mean, that's all we needed was if you were, if you were hopeful or, or we, knew, we knew we could have hope for you, that was what we needed to be able to keep going. Hmm. Was there ever any time that you questioned the like actually what reclaiming is where did you ever think oh don't do that uh not the not the concept some of the experiences i didn't understand mm-hmm. like I, but um or i mean some of the places you went didn't necessarily have any significance mm-hmm. i couldn't see what you were getting at there yeah but the 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 overall concept and watching it unfold as a whole experience a single experience um was it, it grew on me. I, I, I came to see and appreciate it the further that you got into it. And as I reflected on it and went back to really think through biblically what was act. I think God gave you this before you even understood it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So I think it, it's unfolded more. It's come to mean more the more I've thought about it. Yeah. As a part of a, of our, our cooperating with God in salvation, you know. It's, yeah. Was there ever any places that you felt you needed to reclaim, or anything, just involving this, involving my divorce? Yeah. I think your home. 
So there was that season of time when um, you were in your house alone for some time. Mm -hmm. He had moved out. He had moved out. Um, You weren't, yeah, you hadn't started the reclaiming process till I think you actually came here, right? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was around when I moved here. So I, um, there've been, um, there've been times when I've gone by your street you know, just I'm driving somewhere mm-hmm. because we live in the same town and I'll have a pang of there's regrets. There's, I, I said in the, in the beginning here, I felt like, wait a second, how did I get fooled? Where was I? Um, and so some of the, yeah, some of the geography connected to where you lived, I've had to, um, I'm not set out in front of the house. Let me put, mm-hmm. I haven't <laughs> done that. <laughs> I haven't gone back in the house. Right. But I have um, about some of those areas in and around the actual geographic places that I would drive by or to whenever I was going over to your house yep. to see you. Um, I've had to step back in. And, and it's, for me, it's probably been more about dealing with God in my own. Uh, there's a shame and a guilt of not being a better father hmm. in, in the early part of your relationship. Like, why didn't I play a bigger filter in this? So, um, those, those feelings are triggered in me hmm. by that, by when I pass a street yep. or something. And so to go back and, um, yeah, pause, t- let, let the, uh, how would I put it? When that feeling is triggered, um, recognize w- where it comes from, what the cause of it is, and then do something about it. Yeah, yeah. It's identifying the the feeling. It's identifying the the pain. <clears throat> yep. And then saying, okay, what's causing this? Why is it? Why is it here? Yeah. And then almost, and just giving it to God as a sacrifice. Yes. And and what I've what I've come to see the the because of the regret that I have of not being more skeptical at the beginning mm-hmm. of your relationship. I wanted, I wanted so much for you to have the beautiful fairy tale life mm. that I neglected vigilance. I, I, I neglected the, um, the skepticism that would have been healthier to just really vet hmm. this man who was coming into your life. And I wanted it to be so good that I I jumped to optimism and overlooked some things. Hmm. So what I've had to do is the 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 things that have, when that when that feeling of regret is triggered in me again, then um and it is by these these geography places. Like I'll drive mm-hmm. by a street and then that's what comes back up. For me, it's f- it's really going back and forgiving, at letting God forgive me or, or let me know again that I'm forgiven for that. Yeah, wow. And forgiving myself. Hmm. And then um, the repentance process is saying, okay, well, what am I going to learn from this? Hmm. What am I going to do differently? Hmm. Not to be, I don't want to become a just hard-nosed skeptic about people. Yeah. But I want to be prudent and want to learn from this and 
let this carry over into other areas of my life. So um, that was a long way to talk about that. but No, that's great. That's beautiful. We could go on and on and on. And we will go on because we we'll will. do this some more. We're going to do it some more. We're going to talk about so, more stories. and. So this is part of your, it's really a, like a life mission for you, isn't it? It is. To share this yep. I, I, challenge I think, story. I think that the best way that that I could reclaim my marriage is and, and my divorce is by having this be my ministry. And, um, and taking what the enemy really meant for evil in my life and saying, no, actually that this is going to be my life. Because you actually, yeah, at the very beginning, when you found this out, you really believed God was going to reclaim your marriage. I did. And he is reclaiming it, but not in that way. Correct. He's reclaiming it by actually through this process and you're sharing this with lots and lots of people. And I hope to share it with more people. Yep. I, this is, this is absolutely has been my life and, um, and I want to encourage other people to, that they can actively step into their own pain to allow God mm-hmm. to heal it, not avoiding it. Yeah. And that's, um, that's what reclaiming is. And we're going to keep dissecting it. We're going to keep talking about it. And I'm, I'm just thrilled. I'm excited. Thank you for being my dad. Thank you for being my daughter. Thank you for loving me. I you don't need my forgiveness for um for giving me away to that man because I chose him. But please be released from that mm. in every way because that is not um yeah. Thank you. Love I you. love you. <laughs> <laughs> And thank you for listeners, if we have them. Do we have listeners? I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) But we will see you next time. Uh